So this is episode 6.2, the second part of our US Open two-part special. Myself, Neil and Bill are going to be talking about the famous links at Pebble Beach where this year's 109th US Open Championship is going to be held. We talk about the course, conditions, where the pros can make and break their week. And you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to tell you who is going to win. And currently, Kirsch is on an absolute roll. So enjoy the episode and enjoy your US Open. Okay, so welcome to episode 6.2. This is the second part of the US Open special. As usual, I'm here with Kirsch from Kirsch's Corner. Hey Gordo, how's it doing? And Mr. Bill Harkey, who is a 15-year veteran tour caddy. Hey guys. I'll clap. Okay, we'll throw a clap. Yeah, wow, that was a uh, really polite golf clap. <laughs> bo- both these guys are very excited to be here, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> so uh, next week, or it will be by the time you're listening to this, it will be this week. We have the U.S. Open from Pebble Beach, California. Uh, number? There's how many U.S. Opens have there been? Uh, well, we're gonna go back. We got uh, 72, 82, 92. No, like as in all together. Is this a hundred and how oh, many? Hundred. It's the hundred year anniversary of, of Pebble Beach. That's why they have it this year, and I think it's the hundred tenth U.S. Open. Yeah, maybe a little more. Any help here? Hundred eighteenth. Nineteenth. Hundred nine. Hundred and nine. Hundred and nine. Okay, so we get the hundred ninth. That's close. One ten. U.S. Yeah. Open. <laughs> Always take the over. Yeah. Um, who who won it last year? Last year. That last US Open was yeah. Brooks Kepka. And who won it the year before that? Uh, another guy named Brooks Kepka. Oh, that be, same guy. Be huh? pros. Gee. Yeah. I wonder if he'd be a good pick this I week. I wonder who Kirsch's Corner is going to yeah. pick this week. <laughs> uh, so, what we want to do, this is the fifth or sixth time it's going to be at Pebble? Uh, correct, yeah. 72, 82, 92, 2000, 2010. Uh-huh. Uh, so, this is six. Yeah, this is a six. Six, huh? Past winners at, at Pebble? Oh, uh, some guys you might know. Uh-huh. Uh, 1972, uh, some guy named Jack Nicholas. I've heard of him. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, it's the famous shot on 17 with the the gale force winds. Uh, says he changes his swing mid swing with a one iron on 17, hits the darn flag stick. Lee Meanwhile, Trevino still says the best shot he's ever seen. Yeah, Lee hit. Trevino is hitting a driver, and he says, with my cut, I had no chance to hit the green. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. <laughs> so then you skip over to 82. Some other guy named. Uh, Tom Watson, you heard of him? Ah, uh, yeah, him and this uh, guy. We, uh, I, we Tom, Bruce we Tom. Edwards. They had a pretty good good deal going. They uh, he chipped in on seventeen out of the heavy rough uh-huh. for birdie with, with uh, the old boy Jack sitting in the clubhouse watching him, saying, mm-hmm. oh, I think I, I'm going to at least go to a playoff." Uh huh. Well, nope. Uh, Ninety two brutal conditions. Uh, winner is Tom Kite. Last round scoring average was well over 82, 80, 84, something crazy. Uh-huh. It was brutal. Colin Montgomery had finished already. It's funny. It's funny with so much wind that Tom Kite won it. Uh, we <laughs> hey, it's uh-huh. a singer. Uh-huh. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, you good. think you get blown away. But anyway, yeah, he, thank you, folks. Montgomery's in the clubhouse, and they've already anointed him champion. He's he's got off early. Uh, it wasn't too bad of conditions. I think he shot one under, and they're thinking, all right, Tom Kite chips in on seven. Uh, just grinds his way all the way home and h- holds him off. Pretty impressive. Can I can I just interject there? 
if Colin Montgomery wins that, right? Mm-hmm. Does he go on and win several? Probably. Yeah, I think like, so. Like, was he a seven, eight major guy? I don't think he was that many, but he's a three, four major guy, possibly, if he wins that one. Well, I'm going to say he would at least have one. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he won that one? <laughs> Uh, okay, so okay, back to the continue. little history. Uh, 2000, this other guy named Tiger Woods wins. Boo. Well, who ever heard of him? And he only won by like 85 shots. Was that, was that <laughs> before or after the juice? That was an exciting tournament. <laughs> He's so good back then. Who, who came second? Uh, Ernie, I think Ernie Els. Ernie Els. Oh, I thought, it was, I, thought, I thought it was Miguel Angel Jimenez. They, tied. they, they might tied. have tied, yeah. Uh, do you know what his nickname is? The Mechanic. No, Crime. Do you know why? Yes, because crime doesn't pay. Okay, there you go. All right, fair enough. Spanish. Uh, and then probably in 2010, the the greatest champion of them all for this this event, <laughs> Grammy McDowell. Right. Which one of these things doesn't belong? Wow. Well, I will say that Graham wow. was a top ten player in the world at the time. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just saying that, that other list of four with guys the other, was pretty the other, solid. Yeah, the other five winners or four winners. They're pretty good. Was, was there anyone in the mix when I can't even Graham remember. won I can't, it? I can't remember who finished second one. I know he won by a shot. Uh, Tiger and Phil finished fourth. Tiger made a run. He knocked it on eighteen and two. Yeah. Wearing all. Oh, white. it was it was like Gregory Havre or something. Yes. Oh, bonjour. Ernie Els was in there again. Yeah. What is oh, my uh, claim to fame? I uh, I finished uh, second in the uh, U.S. Open Ernie at got, Pebble Beach. <laughs> Ernie got an exemption to this U.S. Open too. Oh, two, year, two years in a row, they got an exemption. An exem- so how many exemptions did they give? There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like some, some years they give none. Some years they give two. Some years, yeah, maybe yeah. a little long shot, top ten there, huh? That's mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, that's that's not good. That's not yeah. cool. Oh, that Ernie have his fun. Jim Furyk, <laughs> a nice enough guy. Yeah, did Furyk get an exemption this year too? All right. Yeah, well, that's what Mike's saying. The Mike's, scarecrow in there. The scarecrow's in there. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> uh, you boys know the course quite well. Um, Eighteen holes is always. Mm-hmm. Where, like the the conditions of the course right now is a lot of rain in California this year, yeah. like a lot of rain. Right now, I, I would say the the course conditions are more like an AT and T than a U.S. Open years past. Okay, it's, uh, it's it's lush, it's beautiful, but it's not the fairways aren't running out right now. They they might get a little firmer faster. Yeah, because yeah, supposed it, to get four days of sun. This four week, days of sun. So so the AT and T always get quick. You the AT and T's played here every year in February, and it's it can be sunny, it can be rainy. It's, but this it's year soft. it was a monsoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this year was one of the worst tournaments I've horrific. ever worked. We anywhere. had a lot of fog and drizzle and all yeah. that. Anyway, it's it, it's not where they want it to be right now, which it's probably not. would bring more guys into the mix. Uh, so a little softer than they want. Uh, rough, brittle, thick. Yeah, thick. and lush like mm-hmm. Tommy Fleetwood's hair. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty uniform too, like it's consistent height. Uh, no, very different. Is it so, yeah, all of the some, place? Some areas are really, really nasty, and some aren't so bad. Yeah, a lot of fescue right, around the bunkers. Thin. Yeah, yeah. This, this is uh, will be really interesting to me. I always think it's the arrogance of of you know the television pundits, professional golfers themselves, who will try and hit a three wood to a par five mm-hmm. or a driver in a par four and they say i don't care if i'm in a bunker yeah and you go really you wouldn't rather just be 20 yards out 40 yards out your number yeah uh you don't want to go anywhere near these bunkers 
because it, 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 it's, it'll Crazy. roll, it'll go, it won't go in the bunker, it'll stick there in the rough. Right. Um, so they get that all the way around the bunkers. Two feet high, those those wispy purple weeds around, oh, the, around them. They're, they're pretty cool. Looking. At least it's not wet. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, greens? Small? I've heard still they're really small there. Still really small. Still really they small. Yeah, hasn't yeah. changed since 1919. They're still small. Mm-hmm. Any any course changes since uh, we Graham won it? Yeah, well, they added a new tee on... New tee on nine. New tee on nine. And did they five. expand the tee on three? Is that tee a little longer than it was? A little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, nine's 525 now. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a really, really tough stretch. And eight, eight, nine, ten. Oh, yeah. Well, they, 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 they changed redid, the greens. Yeah, they redid, 13, they redid greens. the greens at 13, 14, and 17. So yeah. they look a little bit more like they were originally, which yeah. I think is a big improvement. 17... Yeah. You couldn't really see the left-hand side of the green. Mm-hmm. I like the change was, they did there. That was a good change. And yeah. 14, obviously. 14 and 13, they both bring a right pin back into play, which they haven't been able to use yeah, in the last few years. Yeah, good pin Back uh-huh. right, they snuck a little bunker in there you can't even see from the fairway. you got, yeah. you got to play to the left center of the fairway to mm-hmm. get at that right pin. Uh-huh. It's going to be a little tougher hole when it's back there. And what do we know about the weather? It's going to be nice. Yeah, it's supposed to be nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's I'm sure good. we'll get... A couple of the foggy Monterey days, but that's, that's the beauty of having a West Coast U.S. Open. You don't have to worry about any rain delays or yeah. thunderstorms or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. It's a it maybe you get a fog delay on occasion, but that's about your worst worry. So, so when when Tom Kite won it in '92, that wind was very strange for the time of year. Then, yeah, I mean you'll you'll get some fog bank winds that will will kick in pretty hard, but that was pretty exceptional. That was uh that was more than uh, you would usually get in June. Usually. Uh, windier in Monterey is is, is April May. Mm-hmm. June is usually June gloom and it's kind of calm and just nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. we okay. have different types of fog. In in uh, 2010, number four played. I think one day they played it at 290. Mm-hmm. No, three days. Mike three says. Days. Yeah, they're gonna do it again. They're they're even talking about going up and playing it off that tee that's like 270 front. You know, just to make people make everybody kind of have to go for it if they if they do that. You well, know, last nope. time DJ hit. From that, he had the four regular, iron. Yeah, he had four iron under the darn green. So I, yeah. I'd be surprised if they brought it down to the other one. No, I think the, I've talked to a couple advanced officials from the USGA, and they say they're gonna they're gonna play with it a little bit. They're at least thinking about using that front lower tee on the wow. other, on the other side of the bridge. So that would be interesting. So every and they'll they'll tuck the pin on the front left, and they'll make everybody go for it. You wow. know, even the short hitters that could talk themselves into laying up every That'd be other. Exciting. I could, yeah. I mean, when you do stuff like that, it's always probably going to be on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday because you're yeah. down to twosomes. And, right. You know, the first two days they want to they want to make you cut your teeth a little, right? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Two seventy five. Yeah. Oh, it's actually I think it's only two fifty from there, but uphill. Yeah. How, how many U.S. Opens have you? Co- uh, pl- uh, I was going to say played in, Bill. I haven't played any. <laughs> no, I haven't, haven't played in any. No. Karsh, have you played in any? No. <laughs> I got the same record as Billy. Yeah. <laughs> zero for zero forever. Yeah. yeah, but you you do hold. Uh, you won how many? I'm looking at my notes here. You're 13 time U.S. Open champion at picking balls <laughs> off the range. Yeah. You know, oh, you man. you won your first title when you oh. were five. No one, mm-hmm. no one can fill a shag bag up quicker than I. <laughs> Just jam those babies in there, <laughs> one after the next. You know, you get, yeah, I've worked you a few it. of them. So, yeah, how many? Yeah, three of them. Three? Yeah. Where at? Uh, Olympic Club, Shinnecock, and um, Washington. Where was that one? Uh, Chambers Bay. Yeah, 
Chambers Bay. Everyone, Chambers Bay oh, everyone's yeah. favorite, That's, Chambers Bay. Yeah, that was a peach. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've never, never even heard of on any tournament that they use, they play a hole as a par four one day and a par five the next day. That was the silliest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah and they had like, yeah. so many different tees, huh? Yeah, uneven on tees. Three, nine, it it's a like, fun course. Like, I've played it, and it's a lot of fun yeah. to go play with your buddies and drive around yeah. in a cart. And, yeah. US Open's a different yeah. story. Having a US Open there was a as, as a caddy, then, who were you working for? Uh, Putnam in Washington, Kirk, and... Colt Nost in San Francisco at Olympic Club. Okay, so at Chambers Bay was with Putnam. Putnam. When did you as a caddy find out that that hole was going to be a four, then a five? The week prior. They were announcing it the okay. week prior, yeah. Well, that's decent. At least you can yeah. do is it, is it. That must be strange for preparation. Or? It was just, it, it doesn't really change the way you play the hole. You know, you're hitting off a different tee, you know, so that changes a little bit. But it's just such an odd thing to, uh-huh. you know, you get with a bunch of tour pros and you get done with the hole. It's like, is that a par four today or is that a par five today? Right. You know, it's just, it was, they were trying to switch it up and do something fun, but. It wasn't you know, fun. It was just different. I wouldn't say it was an awful idea, but it wasn't a great idea either. Not a great uh, spectator course either. Yeah, just a lot of land. A lot uh-huh. of land. And, you know, the beauty of US Open typically is tight little fairways, small targets to hit, and that thing just, there was so much space. Mm-hmm. Big ballpark. Yeah. yeah. You could just spray it. We already play one Open Championship a year. We don't need to play two. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um,. Shinnecock Hills was last year, is that right? Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. yeah, just tough. Tough as you get. Links again, right? Mm-hmm. But American links. Yeah. You know, not as much like space. Pebble. Yeah, like, like Pebble. Pebble. Uh-huh. If you got some inland holes mm-hmm. in Pebble, you wouldn't know that you're on a links course yeah. at all. Olympic Club was tough. I mean, that course just is tough in general. Of course, general. it's always tough. Yeah. And that was 80 at that course. They uh they did a lot of mowing that year as far as like taking the rough away from around the greens and letting balls run up and down hill or run down hills and mm-hmm. and stuff. That was really really tough. Do, do the pros like the U.S. Open? Um, no, no. I would say. Yeah. I mean, if you win it, you love it. I was going to say Graham McDowell probably loves it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a test, but I think they're USGA is trying to get it right, and I think this venue that we have this year. Is going to be a good test for them to, uh, uh-huh. to like they just you can't get scared of letting somebody shoot six under par like uh-huh. you know the the course tell kind of tells you what you can do you know but uh, I think everybody's excited about this one because it's at Pebble Beach and it's, yeah. uh, you know the, the, most the marquee venue for the U.S. Open yeah. let's face it yeah. right yeah by far and caddies do caddies enjoy the U.S. Open or are they indifferent uh, indifferent it's a little bit more. Um, yeah, you got it's it's not just the same as any tour event where we flash our badge and we can go wherever we want. You know, it's a little bit more governed. Oh yeah. You know, you got your regular tour credential doesn't do anything for you. You got to get a U.S. Open credential, and you can only go here and here and here. It's oh, it's wow. just it's it's because it is such a big event. There's just more restrictions. It's like being back at school. On the, on the course, it's a it's a grind, huh? On the course yeah. is a grind. It'll do your head absolute in a grind because you're so much concentrating, huh? Yeah, you're you, when the courses are firm for the U.S. Open, you're you're literally trying to land the ball in like a three to four yard, you know, circle the majority of the time. Yeah. And uh-huh. like we said, the greens are so small. At Pebble. Mm-hmm. They get them hard and fast. I mean, it's yeah. microscopic. These mm-hmm. greens are. What's the smallest green? Uh, the smallest green at Pebbles 11. Uh-huh. I, four must not be too four far not, behind. Yeah. Four's yeah, not I far behind never, it. What they're, can it they're, two, they're two of the four smallest greens on the PGA yeah. Tour. And yeah. what, what would that surface area be then? Oh, I think it's 26 yards front to back, mm-hmm. something like that. Pretty Maybe narrow, 25, too. but it's eight yards wide at the middle of the green and 12 mm-hmm. or 13 yards wide at the back of it. Don't go long. 
Yeah, don't go long. Don't go anywhere except on the green. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the AT&T, they also played number 10 from a little tee box right next to the ninth screen. Mm-hmm. I think it's on a Saturday, would that be right? I don't know if they used it in the AT&T. I, I know they, they, ever they used have it. They, in, they used nope. it in the US Amateur. They used it in the US. Yeah, the okay. T's been there for two years now, probably. But the only time that I've seen them use it, obviously, I don't work there every day, but I worked the US Amateur for a young guy named Bobby Bay. Um, and we used that T on the second round of match play. Right. And it was great. It was good for match play. I don't know if they would do it in an open. Yeah, it seems a little short from yeah. where it is. It's probably an easier T off, sh- you know, because yeah, you're hitting away from. Green. Yeah, you can drive the green, but you could also very easily hit five iron in a sand wedge uh-huh. and make it, a, yeah. make it a gettable hole. It's pretty. It's a beautiful little spot sitting there on that tee box. but Because the U.S. Open tee is back there. It's yeah. 520. You're going 9, 525, 10, 520. It's yeah. a tough stretch in that course, 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. If you make three pars there, you're picking up a full stroke, maybe a stroke and a half on the field, I would say. Right. And nine, nine's getting played what distance? 525. Yeah. That's not that but That's not long, though, for these guys. Well, it's sea level it is. Though. You don't you don't get the right angle yeah. on the hole. That's a tough. Well, they're just shot. trying to. I think they're trying to bring back the original characteristic of the hole, where everybody's hitting their second shot from on top of the hill. Yeah, top of so the. So many guys top. got it running down that hill and yeah. turned it into a sandwich hole, which is not meant to be. I, I, I agree. I heard McDowell's going to play um, driver hybrid seven iron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they'll all be going right to left too. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. yeah. He goes more right to left than I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finishing hole is 18 mm-hmm. most what? recognizable finishing hole in golf yeah I'd say so one of the best holes in golf yeah kind of mediocre hole I had a I had a St. Andrews that's my favorite <laughs> hole in the world yeah I had a St. Andrews yeah I'd say so interesting yep. okay in yeah, American I, golf I, obviously I, well, but, yeah, yeah, yeah of but course I think all American of golf, golf I think all of golf, yeah. Nothing like sitting in the 18th tee at Pebble. it's the best finish yeah it's what about sitting in the bar after <laughs> It's a it's a brilliant hole. Yeah. Um, this is another thing. What? So I've been having this conversation with people I carry for all the time. What is the most recognizable golf hole in the world? I mean, seventh hole at Pebble Beach, surely. I it's like got. It. It's either seven at Pebble or twelve at Augusta. I'd say. Oh, holy moly! I mean, the one thing Augusta's got on every other major venue is that we play it every year, and you know, it's uh-huh. just like we. You could be sixty years old or twenty yeah, years old, and you, you've seen you know it the same hole every year. You know, so. But I think the most you could show anybody that plays golf on a regular basis a picture of the seventh hole at Pebble, and they're going to know what it is. You can All show right. them a picture of the twelfth hole at Augusta, and they might not. Yeah. Um, the reason I say holy moly is that <laughs> you didn't listen to the Masters podcast. Mm-mm. So uh, Neil speaks Italian. Yeah. Oh yeah, tutto bene, <laughs> capish? <laughs> and that's obviously where uh, holy moly, yeah, completely crash o' burno. See, yeah. see, going back to that, we're kind of off on a tangent, but you, you're obviously aware of what Molinari did. Mm-hmm. He's in pole position. Yeah, he's playing flawless for three and you know, yeah. two thirds of, yeah. of you know three and a half rounds, and he gets there, and I think Poulter, Kupka have just made. Double each, correct? Mm-hmm. In the group ahead, I believe so. And then he sticks it in the water. Yeah, I think he just—I think it was as simple as he missed hit the shot. He was taking so he, the shot on, which might not be the best idea, but he didn't miss a shot all week up until then. And I think he just missed hit it. I think he just rode up the face and climbed on the wind. It's such a hard that hole getting the wind right on that hole is is brutal because mm-hmm. you'll look at you look at the flag on the hole you're playing, it's blowing left to right. You look at the flag on eleven that's behind you, and it's blowing right to left. And, you know, you feel wind into your face. It's, it's the hardest one to make a decision on. Yeah. 
And that's why Tiger every time to that pin will hit it in the middle, of the, hit it to Might 35 feet, just because you get more landing area there, and the you know the the variable of the wind is less likely to influence it. If you if it comes up short and you're in that bunker, so be it. Those guys are amazing bunker players. That's per Jack Nicholas's uh, suggestion to yeah. Tiger, huh? Yeah, he, he, knew, he might have known what he was doing. I mean, you got a nine iron in your hand, but it's like one of the few times that you're not hitting a nine iron directly at the hole. It sounds like you should have been caddying for Holy Moly. <laughs> I, if he told me he was going to take it on, take on the flag, how good he was playing those that week i think i would have let him just let go him. for it yeah <laughs> well um, it yeah he hadn't like he hadn't made a bogey yet he hadn't uh, missed a shot yeah. yeah going back to pebble um is seven tough to read the wind like what what type of shot is that Not, is it, it's 100 100 yards 105 seven yards i think from yeah the plate. 107 from the plate the only time it's tough to read the wind and and the only reason i know this is from my time you know in the monterey area and spend a lot of time there um when it's downwind it's almost harder to judge because you get some winds that are coming like if it's downwind off your right you know that wind typically pushes the ball down like you'll hit a shot like you feel like it's playing 15 yards downwind and you'll hit a shot and it'll end up in the middle of that bunker but it never when it's coming off the right like that the ball never gets to lift and ride the wind it just gets hit 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 and hammered down Mm -hmm. and i'm sure the guys that have been there a few times have seen it where it's downwind but you're still hitting a 95 yard shot but you've also seen it where it's straight downwind or even a little off your left where you could throw it up in the air and get it, you know, it hit about a 70-yard shot to get it on the green. Yeah, well, the last open, they just kept sticking that pin right in the front. Yeah. And they had no chance. Every yeah. ball, with even a 60-degree wedge, they were bouncing to the back. So. Right. DJ was the only guy that got it within 15 feet on that day. Yeah. That was that, the shortest mm-hmm. hole they ever played in the U.S. Yeah. Open. No one, uh, Grammy I, McDowell win, 2010. Last four groups, no one made a birdie after six. That's hard to believe. Wow. So he just grinded away, grinded away, par, par, par. No one could make yeah. a birdie. The greens were getting so hard, so fast, so mm. brutal. Uh-huh. That's pretty hard to believe, really. What What's the most underrated hole at Pebble Beach? As far as the the beauty of the design or the, the challenge of the hole? I think, for me, it would be uh, 16. It's a pretty cool little hole. 16's uh-huh. a great hole. It's got a I brilliant think... green, I mean, and the thickest rough around the green. Yeah. It's a cool little hole. Not, I think one that nobody talks about is three. I think that's one of the harder holes on the golf course because you have to make a decision on the tee of wh- what you're going to do. Like, if you want to hit an iron off the hole on three, off the tee on three, you can, but you're landing, you're, you got about a 15 yard wide area to land it in, and then you're still hitting an eight iron or a seven iron yeah, down to that green. That's definitely a multiple choice off you the know, tee there. Um, Aggressive a, to conserve. In the ATT, everybody just beats driver because there's no rough and you can hit a yeah. sandwich out of left rough a bunker on the right you got 100 yeah. yards in big deal yeah right you get a little spin on it mm-hmm. i'm su- i'm surprised um with that question kirsch didn't say number three at spyglass <laughs> um, but you know what can you say i think number 11 personally yeah i think it's the I only think 11's a great little hole it's brilliant just... it's the only hole in the course that you have to be in the correct side of the fairway to yeah. open up the second green right the second shot yeah not down. us open conditions but mm-hmm. any other day of the week you can pretty much spray great. that agree great little hole and they yeah. really really shaved that fairway down big time shoving them to the correct side the left side yeah. where you want to be for the angle for the second yeah but boy it's it's really tight it's it's a it's a small fairway now mm-hmm. okay well that'll do for for this segment of of this one we'll uh, move on to talk more about who we think is going to win four if you listen to the podcast from last week or part 6.1 which you should be listening to all the podcasts and just to remind you we have a a catalogue where you can go back to iTunes through the website etc 
We had Bill, who's our guest this week. He is now working for Look List. Uh, he will be playing at the US Open uh, this coming week. And I wanted to ask you the benefits of having a, a local caddy at Pebble. Is, is it more important than other tour events throughout the year or less? Uh, no, I think it's more important than, than other ones just because the greens have so such subtlety to them as far as their breaks. And uh, somebody that works here all the time is really going to know the difference between the breaks in February when we're here for the AT&T and June when you're here for a U.S. Open. You have putts that will break two feet more in June than they would in February. Uh-huh. And a lot of guys, there's some amazing tour caddies, and you think a lot of people out there, we not only we are good green readers, but we remember putts too. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it comes from memory, and I and I feel like if you just rely on that at Pebble in the U.S. Open, you're going to underread eighty percent of your putts. You know, obviously everybody adjusts. We all know what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. but I think on the greens and then with the wind direction is where a local can really help you because mm-hmm. because the coastline turns so much, and you're not you know most of the time when you're on a coastline, it's just either it's north south. You know, when you're in the states, you know you're just going north south. But because of the turn and the coastline where Pebble is, your perspective of north is skewed. You know, it's never it's never just straight down the coastline like it is at Torrey Pines or or a course like that or Bandon Dunes or something like that. Um, so to have a really good knowledge of where the direction is you know where where a south wind is actually coming from and where a north wind is actually coming from Mm -hmm. is is big on that course because it's you know because it's an old golf course and when they back in the early 1900s you know into the 1940s and 50s they really designed a lot they used smaller pieces of land so they designed a lot on like the twists and turns of the holes so you never really play two holes that are going the exact same direction or the exact opposite direction there's little tweaks in it and Mm -hmm. pebbles like that too where you just you gotta you gotta be on your, you know, on your win there to really to, to help. I would think know. it's got to be local caddy advantage, two to three shots around. Yeah, Ooh, I, I would. The pros. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, if if they trust them and listen to them, and if the caddy, I mean, not, we all know that not all local caddies are are the best caddies. So. Too many gummy bears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know that from a technical point of view, I was told this that the the best designed links course in the world was Muirfield. Because it was two, you know, circles of yeah. of of nine, and every hole or every shot mm-hmm. had a different wind yeah. direction. Yeah, and that's you Pebbles know hard, a bit like that. That's good. You ask tour pros what their favorite golf courses on tour are, and I'd say eighty percent of the guys are gonna in their top five are gonna have Harbor Town, Colonial, and Wylai, and they're three really old golf courses, and they're uh-huh. all designed on small little pieces of land, and. You, they just what gets you is the routing of it they're just they're routed correctly where they take you know the predominant wind into play and but they never give you the two holes that are either straight direct, same direction or the complete opposite direction and it, you really got to be on your on the ball there to what's your favorite course on tour at caddy those three yeah <laughs> i mean pebble obviously just because it's home for me um uh-huh. but if i take that out of the equation it, those, it's those three yeah it's it's probably harbor town followed closely by colonial right so when's your first practice round uh monday monday mm-hmm. now will you sit down with with look list because this is a new look for you and your yep. bag yep how if if he was here right now and you were all having this conversation uh, how would you talk to him like hold the hole mm-hmm. how do you want him to play well, just with Pebble and with all the new tees and stuff, Luke hits it a long, long way. I think he's like second in total driving on tour and second in total distance on tour. He long. Um, so with Pebble and the new tees, like 
they're actually giving a little advantage back to the really long hitters now with some of the with some of the new tee boxes. But you got to pick and choose your battles at Pebble. Like just because you're thread and driver all day long doesn't mean you need to hit it everywhere. Some right. of these yeah, I think you could really get away with hitting five or six drivers at Pebble. <laughs> In the U.S. Open, I was yeah. going to say none. Yeah, well, you could, you could, you yeah. easily could, but, you, but now you can take advantage of the driver too with the new T on nine and the new T on ten. You can get it down there and still hit a, a low iron in there. But as as we all know, and most people have spent a lot of time at Pebble know, like a lot of the greens, you don't want to hit sandwiches into them because they're so small and so pitched. You know, you're spinning them off the green. Like one thing I've told the guys over the years for the AT and T every year is just get really comfortable hitting a nine iron from one ten mm-hmm. because obviously the green's a lot softer come AT and T, but you don't want any spin on the ball on on sixty percent of these greens, you know. Um, so you're almost beneficial laying back to where you're hitting a chip eight iron or a chip nine iron as opposed to you know full full go sandwich. You know if it lands on you know, say you land a sandwich on the back edge of four on U.S. Open speed, it's spinning off the front of the green. Well, that's and same thing with 11, same thing with 16. Well, that's know? why it feels so good here because he knows with all his, you know, Pels 2, Pels 3, yeah. he'll hit little chip 9 irons, 130, 140 mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, and the year that Jonas very and I, good at it. Jonas and I played really well here one year, <clears> and that was all we practiced the week leading up to it because we had the week off before. And then the week of the tournament was just chipping nine iron from 100 yards. You guys could have won that easily. We should have won it. Yeah. I, Something I gave an one. awful read on 17. Ooh, I remember a couple. But anyway, <laughs> he, 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 was, he was in the mix for yeah. sure. We, yeah. we should have won it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, easiest and hardest holes? Uh, that's all wind dependent too. But I'd say the hardest hole is, you know, probably eight just because of the the pucker factor if you will you know that second shot is such an intimidating shot regardless of, even for the pros yeah i mean when they put that right pin in there that we never see for the at&t they use that right pin yeah. that's you don't it doesn't look like there's anywhere to land the ball well they got that oh, wow. thing cut in they cut the fairway by two-thirds there yeah. you got one-third now on the right side of the fairway, which really pushes the angle on yeah. that on that tough approach shot mm-hmm. so that that's like i say eight nine and ten is gonna be really yeah. hard and, stretch. And i think 14 in you know, has always been, a, it's, it's one of the toughest par fives you'll ever play. It played stroke averages over par every U S open they've had so far. I think it's been over par the majority of the time in the AT&T as well for a par five. That's not reachable necessarily, but even that's from a hun- hole. laying up to a hundred yards is, is one of the, uh, is one of the toughest hundred yard shots you'll get. But in, in, I, if I remember right, like in years past, especially in 2000, the hardest hole on the golf course was 12. Yeah, because yeah. like you, it's just such a small little green, and you're hitting a long iron. It, you're hitting a long iron in there. I think on Saturday of 2000, only two people hit the green, and one you, was Tiger better Woods. Off just hitting it in the front bunker. Yeah, and that's what I mean. We, I've already talked to Luke and his coach about it. You know, we'll, we'll play four rounds from that bunker, or sh- hit it short right, short between right, the yeah. two bunkers. But on if you're the, aiming on the for left and right, if and you're aiming for short right, and you miss it right to a left pin, like that bunker shot is brutal. Because you know the pitch in the green, yeah, double bogey. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, they've lost two trees in the right side of of number one. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I think I think if you tee off at ten, and you get there, that's your your tenth hole. Mm-hmm. That's going to be bombs you're, away. Yeah, you're a little bit loose. And I think right? that could end up yeah. being the easiest hole in the course I think now. If a guy be, is, is. But what's the benefit from hitting that? I mean, are, do you think guys are going to be able to get it up there to seventy yards where they're yeah. chipping yeah. a lob yeah. wedge? Well, Definitely. I think it'll be that in a flick. Because I think if your shot, predominant shot is a fade, but or easy, for a right-handed easy player. shot. Yeah. For a right-handed player. Yeah, there you go. 
Fair enough. There's not. We don't talk about lefties here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike Weir, Except Phil, McPhil, <laughs> and he. Bob I think Charles McPhil is pretty salty back in you, his day. Yeah, you can't you can't miss long left on the tee ball on one. Yeah, but yeah. if it's a cut, you got a lot of room to cut it there now. Uh-huh. Uh, so the way I see it is, is one is is definitely makeable. Mm-hmm. Two and three. I'm I'm with you in three. Yeah. Leave it short. Yeah. So you get to one twenty five, one thirty. Play that wee knockdown nine that you're talking about. Yeah. Four. Four. I think they, it's one of those. It's one of the rare opportunities that by making a hole shorter, they're probably making it a little bit tougher. I think because it makes you think about you know well, maybe I should get it up there. Whereas you're if you're playing the back tee that we always play. Nobody's driving the green. You're hitting whatever your 220 club is, and you're hitting a wedge in there, and it's usually probably one of the easier holes in the yeah. AT&T, I'd imagine. But I think they're going to – because it's going to be a little firmer and a little faster, and because they're going to mess with that tee, just the psychology of playing the hole gets a, a fair bit tougher. So you think a lot of people will just try and go for it and play it as like a long par three instead yeah. of instead of letting the ego keep it in the bag and just right. hit it short? And Yeah. I mean, because it also it's one of the – you know, it's not a big, big hole, but like there's a fair amount of room to like kind of miss it off that tee yeah. with tr- if you're trying to get it up around the green. Okay. Or you're not taking, you might, yeah, you might take three out of play in certain in certain spots, but you're never taking four out of play. Okay, so five is a tough par. Five is a tough hole, yeah. Uh, six, the plane is a par five. That, sh- yeah, that that'll should be, be the easiest. Meat easy. Birdie hole. Meat, that'll meat be the gravy. easiest. Yeah, I think what's going to be interesting this year that we haven't seen in opens pass is there aren't going to be many drivers hit off that tee. No. I think the predominant talk that I've been hearing is that if you hit, if you leave yourself 220, 230 front on that hole, you can actually see up the hill and you can All see right. what you're hitting at. And you're going to hit a club that you know if it lands five yards short, 10 yards short, it's going to bounce onto the green. Uh-huh. DJ hits three iron, six iron, ATT this past year. Yeah, the kid I worked for in the USA Amateur <clears throat> hit two iron, six iron every yeah, day. No problem. Yeah. Um, and then seven. I. I I just don't see it that hard a hole. It's not. I mean, it's, it's wind, a field shot. Again, it's wind dependent. Wind dependent. Yeah. If you're if all these pros walking off seven, they want to be two, three under. Absolutely. Well, you have to. That's yeah, how. The, then, then, then the then the grind starts. Mm-hmm. Um, eight. Either way, I, I don't. I just don't see that as a hard hole. Not with how guys. small the fairway is now, it's a really hard hole. It's tough. Because if you miss that in the left rough, you got nothing. You're not getting it. You're probably not going to carry it all the way down over the cliff anyhow, down by the green. And then you're guessing on trying to hit into the the next fairway over there. You gotta there. hit the fairway there. If you're in the rough left or right now, yeah. you, you might it, have to hit a sandwich sideways to yeah. hit your third. Okay. I think that, I wouldn't be line. shocked if that's the highest scoring average to par. And plus, the last yeah. time they had that green so baked out, they they were literally playing front edge yardage max. Because mm-hmm. if if they hit the green, they were yeah. over the green. That's bogey or double. Okay, nine. Nine's, I mean, nine's great tough. Yeah, great rough. hole. Ten. Great hole. Great hole. Tough hole. Yeah. 520 back there. Yeah. 11. It's really just, you got to be smart. It. You know, you just got to be play it smart and play to the right number that you want to hit your second shot from. Because that green's pitched as, as much as any green is at Pebble. And spin becomes a huge factor on your golf ball. So Just don't go along. I mean, I've already talked about it with Luke and his coach. Like, we're probably going to end up hitting a two-iron off that tee just so we can hit a nine-iron, eight-iron, where you can control the spin a bit more than you can with a lob wedge or a sand wedge. Uh-huh. Uh, 12 is tough. 12, you just try to make three. Tough try team. your hardest to make three. The new tee on 13 changes it. And if they use the new tee, that's all – I mean, I guess it's not new. They had it in 10, but – 
use the new tee that's all the way back there in the right pin that hole all of a sudden turns into a really hard par four that's mm-hmm. a tough driving hole because yeah. they got they got a tree blocking the guy that likes to cut it mm-hmm. and they got another tree a little further down yeah blocking the guy who likes to hook it and it's far enough back now it makes that you, you think a little you have to hit it 270 to get it to the fairway you oh know? yeah so absolutely no the short guys don't yeah, like that hole you can't lay up on it yeah. anymore we've obviously talked about 14 being you know i i think that when i'd hit I'd hit an iron off the tee. I've talked I'd, about it. if you're going to lay up on that hole, just lay up from the tee box. That's it. Iron, iron, yeah. 120 in, yeah. take your five and right. run away. Right. Yeah, right. you're not thinking aggressive birdie. But there. because Forget of it. where it is in the golf course and come Sunday when people are trying to win the tournament, you're going to see some mistakes. You might have some guys trying to be more aggressive, right? Yeah, you're going to be see, exciting. Yep. Um, is 15 an easy hole? Not now. Not now. No, they got that. that they got that fairway again cut in half to the left side yeah putting all the bunkers on the left in play yeah especially so, little pot bunkers it'll it'll it's be not like, even a little pot bunker but that yeah, pot bunker they have it'll there. be hybrid to 140 and wedge yeah. nine though it's, and that it's green, easy hole still I, you, you guys are, you guys are talking like these guys don't do this for a living <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> like, like 24 yards of a fairway it's uh, not enough yeah, no. Like, come on, these are the best golfers in the world. Yeah. Well, minus Ernie. Still, I'm just saying they still got to hit the fairway. They yeah. Still got to hit the shot. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, and that green it's not is not a given. If you hit in the right rough, or you hit in the bunker, you could make a bogey there easy. And that okay. green, even if you have a scoring club in your hand, an eight iron or lower, like it's another one that's really spin dependent. You know, you really got to have your landing area down because if you miss it long to any of the back pins, you're making five guaranteed. You know, and it's also harder it plays firmer than any other green on that golf course well, another it, redone yeah redone i think green. it's because it was redone yeah. and it has sub air underneath it and only i think exactly. 16 all, might shock you then all the greens that have been redone at pebble have sub air and they but, dry out they can make them a lot quicker faster yeah. if they i want. think 16 green is going to be the tough 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 one it's a hard yeah it's always. so much break now mm-hmm. so much break and everyone's going to be up that top of the hill yeah. 140 oh, the 150 thick as thieves around the green you, mm-hmm. you can't bounce it up in there uh, would, would you see any pros hitting driver off 16 no not anymore no not anymore. trees down there there's no, no reason to it all be I, be, I, I, I guarantee there'll be a couple all well, be somebody a, will do it it's yeah the, yeah uh, it's probably the caddy's fault. But. They'll all be at, they should all be at the 150 left center on the flat line. Yeah, 17's a really tough hole. Do, they, do they ever play, do they ever play the the green and oh, sorry, the, the flag in the right hand side? Yes, they'll, they'll do so it they one do day. one day. They'll do it at least one day. They'll do it okay. probably Friday. Yeah. And in 18, 18 is just the greatest finishing hole there is. Greatest finishing hole. In golf. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so we've had a good look at the course. Now we will move on to talk about who we think will win. Four. Now we move on to Neil's favorite part of the week, where Kirsty's Corner. Corner. (laughs) Uh, Every week, Instagram, Glorified Donkey, and also on YouTube. Neil, take it away, my friend. All right, brother, let's get rolling here. Hey, uh, I think a lot of guys are in the mix this week. Shocker. Oh, shocker. Actually, yeah, here here are the rules. 156 of them. Hey, by the way, (laughs) yes, yes, Bill. (laughs) So there you go. There's there's 156 players. I didn't know that. just like so you know, Bill, when I say you pick who you think is going to win, you get like two, maybe three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. You can't do what Kirsch does and I pick like half throw, the field. I like to have a big blanket. Mm-hmm. Big, big neck. Blanket. Big throw, neck. Throw it over there. Oh, I want to catch yeah. fish. Fair enough. Okay, okay, so. All right, let's start off. I would say top pick would definitely be, I'll, I'll go back to my, my beef bros combo pick. <laughs> I, I mean, come on. Both of these guys oh. could easily win this thing, right? I mean. Hey, bro, you want to go to Pebs and play some G? Oh, oh sounds cool, professor. Oh. Let's go smash some bombs. Oh, I can drive most of the greens, man. <laughs> so it's uh, going to take the big stick out of their hands a little this week. Uh, but Brooks Koepke, 7-1, DJ, 8-1. Oh, uh, yeah, 
Rook's lower. Five and a half to one, I saw. I got DJ at eight to one. Uh, So between those two, I would uh, probably lean towards DJ just because, number one, is experience there. Uh, experience success, of there's losing. Some, there's some bad experience in there. Yeah, too. I was going to yeah, say experience of losing. <laughs> so, so the guy was there in the lead, you know, in 2010, and he he choked a little. It, it might have been a little, you know, combo caddy player error. I'm, I'm not saying anything about that, but <laughs> Bill, you, you know, know, there was some weird decisions going on there with the backwards left-handed hit out of the fescue on two. What? Just get it out of there. You, you've Make been around bogey. DJ, yeah, right. Do you think he doesn't care? Do you think he's that he doesn't really bother him that much? Or I just think he's there to win, and like you know, I don't know if there's any other way to say it. I don't, I, I can't. I don't want to say he doesn't care, but he's a very accomplished player. He's done a lot, and his I mean, he's 32 years old and already won 20 times on tour. You know, like he can handle a loss better than anybody that I've seen. Okay, even okay, if it's so, his own fault. Yeah, he's got two AT and T wins though. You okay, gotta, you got to give him a nod there. He's got a U.S. Open win, right? Okay. So a little lean there, right? Okay. okay. Now Brooks, he's got two U.S. Open championships consecutively. He's going for his yeah. third. So you, I can't say uh, you got to keep him in there, right? I mean, okay. he's had only one tournament event here, though, at Pebble. He finished eighth in 2016. So and that was 16 was the year that it was actually pretty firm. Yeah. I mean, I'll give a slight lean to DJ mm-hmm. just because of ex- experience. Okay. Next. Yeah. Next on the agenda, because uh, we got a lot to get I through here. I can't kick out the Tiger, man. Oh, oh no. do me a favor. Come on now. Oh. Winner by 85 shots in 2000. Finished yeah. fourth in 2010. Yeah, that, that was nearly the last century. Yeah, and he's had he won the Masters this year, and he actually hit the ball pretty well at the Memorial this week. He was like seven under last round at, after yeah. 12. You kind of just sense he's just like, ah, oh, I'm shutting it down. I, 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 got, I got what I needed out of this round to get me juiced Neil, juiced Neil, Gordon Neil, yeah when, there's your lead buddy when Tiger won here in 2000 <laughs> right come on it was the Sydney Olympics <laughs> you know <laughs> nearly two decades come ago oh, what's this? The, oh, he can take all the juice in the world yeah. he ain't, he ain't going to be the same okay, player three time US Open winner one time AT&T and always in the mix here okay. give Ta- me a break Tiger, you're, you're, you're not going to yeah. take him at 10 to 1 I am uh uh, well, hey, how about McPhil, 25 to 1? <laughs> McPhil? Oh, hell yeah. He loves this ballpark. Oh, hell yeah, he does. We got a six-time runner-up at the U.S. Open. Come on, he's due. Right? Who's not rooting for AT&T? him? Who's he's won the AT&T five, five times. He's won it yeah. five times. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good combo right there mm-hmm. for 25 to 1. Uh, Harkey, would you prefer to see Tiger win it, or would you prefer to see McPhil? No, no, what's it? Which, ah, well, here we, we go. No, McPhil's his boy. I know. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, well, no, right. just fine. Just pass on that scratch question. that one then. <laughs> yeah. but I'd, I'd be, okay. I'd probably okay. be. I know my place. Very right. close to his happy. If Tiger, when Tiger wins, that's for for people involved in the game. If your man doesn't win, you want Tiger to win. Seriously? Yes. Why? Because of what he's done for the game. I mean, it's the amount that's changed since he's been there, and the amount of money that we play for every week. And but it's not always about money. It's not. No, but. You know, it makes a huge difference. You know, I, I can make a pretty comfortable living carrying some dude's bag around on a golf course nowadays where 25 years ago that wasn't the case. You know, you had to work for one of the top 20 players in the world to do that. Like, it's changed the lifestyle of golf. And it's brought in a lot of more people to golf that weren't been in, interested in it before that. Okay. Right, I'll give you a few more. Just we'll we'll jump back to Kirsch. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's eyeballing me like, whoa. Yeah, hey. Those those are the main guys I like, but uh, if I had to throw a few other guys in there for a little oh, little bit of an few. outside shot or a DraftKings team or a ten to one finish, 
Spieth showing some signs, right? Has one here before. Has one U.S. Open. Done another double dip combo. Cantley maybe in good form, but you know he's only played here a couple times in the 18T, and he's never, never, ever showed up in the Open. Uh, we got uh, yeah, holy moly, Fleetwood combo, maybe. Hey, maybe. See what I mean? He he, he, he mentions uh, half the field. Just saying, these are he's, he's uh, thrown in if, like twelve names so far. If you need to search for some other guys, I'll give those guys a chance. Fleetwood's uh, two top fives his last U.S. Opens, so uh-huh. he he likes the game. He mm-hmm. comes here to the eighteen T every year, but he hasn't had much success yet. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, another guy. Uh, Oh, Adam Scott. Why not? Adam Scott. Okay. And then my last one. Oh, look list. <laughs> 150 to 1, baby. <laughs> hey, predicted winning score. Uh, soft conditions. Mm, not double digits. Nine under. Nine under. Okay. I just got a text from Hank Haney. And he thinks Danny Lee oh, will win is it. That, is that Lee 6 or Lee 1? G- just the one. Yeah. Okay, Hank, thanks for that. Thanks, Lee. Uh, I'll go with Lee 4. Lee 4. Uh, Harky, who do you think? I, Who's your tip? Uh, uh, I think Luke List is going. Luke List. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's playing well. So he finished top 10 in his last major. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, he likes playing golf in California. He hits it a long way, which you can take advantage of some of the new tees. If only he had a good caddy on the bag, lad. <laughs> but yeah, I think six under. Six under. Yeah. Uh, Luke List, 150 to one. So it's, not, it's probably not a bad punt. I'll go top 10 on that one. Top 10? Maybe oh, top 20. Yeah. It, probably the next time we'll do Kirsch's Corner on here, we'll probably say who he doesn't think is going to win. That'd be yeah, quicker. It might be easier. Oh, it might God. take less time. Uh, okay, big G's tips. Patrick Cantley, all day long. I've been months. I've been saying this. I think he shot his wad already. No, I don't think uh, so. We also have McPhil. Just love loves it. it around here. I'd love to see him do it. He was out on ten green yesterday doing a little Instagram chip thing, and he he, he chipped it in. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Good Spieth. Omen. He likes Pebble as well. Mm-hmm. Still having matter. trouble on Sundays, though, Big G. But it doesn't doesn't matter how far I he gets it. He's yeah. uh, he's he's going to be okay. And I like think. we said, it takes the driver out of everyone's hand. I like him and Tiger a little more because of that. You can kind of hit little waffle yeah, hybrids down there and get get gritty. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. <laughs> I love Molinari here. Hit the ball straight. Keep it in play. You're yeah. going to win. Keep the ego in the bag. Mm-hmm. Only... Will list? Will he keep the ego in the bag? For will you sure. make yeah, put the lead sure. in that? Pretty, Only thing with holy moly, sure, also yeah. little experience around the track, huh? Um, I think, don't know. Uh, he hasn't played here. He's at never all. been here. Never. Oh, okay. That's tough. Predicted winning score. I'm going to go eight. Okay. Eight under. I think it's doable, but they have to plan their way around. I don't think the weather's going to be an issue. The weather's yeah, going to be nice. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be variable winds, eight, ten miles an hour. It'll be nothing. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Well, listen, uh, thank you for the predictions, boys. Yeah. Good luck Ho- out hopefully there. Hopefully one of my 50 guys will hit. <laughs> Four! Well, that brings us to the end of yet another episode, this two-part special for the US Open. First of all, I'd like to thank our guest, Mr. Bill Harkey. Thank yeah, you for being here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Appreciate it. Go Luke, go Luke, go Luke. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will really enjoy your insight, uh, have you know, all the best this week Thank on you. the bag. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you uh, hope you finish first. 
mm-hmm. and maybe sponsor one of the podcasts. Yeah, uh, we'd love to have you back on at some point. You're yeah, back in. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Because there's a lot of questions that I want to ask you. I'm sure. Kirsch. Twenty years from now, when I'm done caddying, I can tell you a lot more stories. Twenty years. I won't. I'm <laughs> Scott. I'm Scottish. I'm 37. I'll never see 57. So, and the way Kirsch is going, no chance. Well, I'll definitely see 57. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Kirsch, thanks again. Yeah, cheers, buddy. It was a good time. I hope one of your 47 picks wins. Yes, thank you. Um, I really honed it down there. <laughs> but uh, for all the listeners, again, thanks for your support. Hope you enjoyed listening. Check us out on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, glorifieddonkey.com, and subscribe to the channel so you will hear the next podcast in the next 10 days. Yeah, let, hey, Big G, let's go play some golf. Let's go play some yeah, golf. Yeah, We're off to play some golf now. <laughs> okay, thanks again, Mike, and have a great US Open. Woo!